You're listening to This QPOC Life, a podcast that looks at the world through the lens of a queer person of color. We strive to be a safe and inclusive listening space for queer people of color. We also have a variety of views and opinions. Please leave comments on our website, thiscupac.life, on our Facebook page, or send us a tweet at thiscupaclife. Help us build this QPOC community. While you are at it, make sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and on Google Play Music. You just search for This QPOC Life, doll. And if you're feeling generous, don't forget to check out our Patreon page. You can invest in this podcast and help us continue to create quality content by and for QPAC. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron of this QPAC life. What's more is that for higher donations, you can unlock special rewards like behind-the-scenes content and more. I'll sue them. I'll sue them. Sabrina will never pay you that money. Her makeup is terrible. Collusion with each other. She should not have won tonight. She's not a friend of yours. She's not looking beautiful tonight. She's just look at her. You're really showing your color. (laughs) (laughs) To show my color. Y'all, it has been a whole month Y'all, since we've done this it's shit. It's been a month. This episode is going to be wow. a key and a half. Mm. Get ready. Mm. Because we are going in. We're going, going in, in fly. Oh, in my hot. God. And we're going in hot. Ain't no script or nothing. Ain't Jesus. <laughs> we're just going to talk about it. What are we going to talk about? Oh, oh, oh introductions. Should we do that? Hey, we everybody. Should... I'm Jonathan, a.k.a. Blasian FMA on the internet, everywhere on the internet. And my pronouns are he, him, and his. Because I've been forgetting that for a few episodes. Hmm. But we're all works in progress, aren't we? Yes, yes we, we are. Why do I look dead at Carlos when I said <laughs> Dead ass. I said it's a little shade. But, but, <laughs> yeah. well, okay. Is it my turn? Okay, thank you. Hi, my name is Zachary Eris. You can find me at Zachary Eris, or you can find me at Anime Wrong on Instagram. You... Oh, my pronouns are uh, he, him, his, or the other one. It's fine. Let's work it out. She, hers, and oh, not. That's one. Of the possibilities, but we're going to continue on. You may call me Jolie, that is Joe with no E, which is how you will find me all over the internet. Uh, please follow me and enjoy all the shade. Uh, and my pronouns are they, them, and theirs is. Oh, I'm making it so complicated. <laughs> it's hard to keep up. And my name is... Carlos Rios, and you can find me on the internet at Trey Fabulo. That's T R E S F A B U L E U X. And my pronouns are anything you want. And I really, really love hers. Is. And this is This Q Pock Bye. Okay, okay, well, no credibility. <laughs> fuck, fuck my drag. Fuck my drag. Why fuck. is it that P 
people are so <laughs> averse to singing on this Q-Pac Live. Because and we're like the best singers on literally podcast. You say, the you best say people, but you literally singers. mean just me and Jojo. Because <laughs> <laughs> the listeners like, live for when you Live for it. They do love they? it. They live do. for it. I've they had love it singers be like, well, I've listened myself. And like mm-hmm. when people try to sing on their, like they're just not singing. We're performers. Performers. This is art. Yes. This is performance. Mm-hmm. This and is I think we should take But is she looking advantage. beautiful tonight? But this, is, this is a space where I don't have to be a singer. If it's I don't true. You ain't a singer. And we've had to be singers Girl, for these You past. come for my gigs. Don't you do it. Counting for all points. the listeners, I don't know what just happened. This something. is an opportunity for you to share and showcase your talent. This is a Which talent showcase episode. Which happens because my music is part of this podcast, ain't it? Oh, JoJo is a great musician, yes. but they just choose not to sing as much on this podcast as they should. Unless we're doing a what you call it. Whenever we do a theme song, then you will hop right in. Of course, like when we did. Oh, we never released it, but oh, we did for the patrons the Family Matters theme song, exactly. which was uncanny. It was, it was so good. It was really good. It was so good. It was hilarious. That was that was. Classic. If you'd like to hear that, all you have to do is give us like five dollars. Mm-hmm. That's like. That's one Starbucks. That's one Starbucks. A cup of coffee. You do it every day. If you Mm -hmm. like the work we're doing, we're going into ads already, but whatever. And if Uh, you don't do Starbucks, I know that you do $5 footlongs. So (laughs) you pay for your internet, and your internet gives you porn, and you do that every day. So you might as well just give us $5. Yeah, but nobody pays for that. I think you pay for it. Jonathan is really into... Supporting content creators. Let's That's go true. with that. Of all kinds, <laughs> I I respect that. What would it take to start your own porn company? We'll see. Oh, your own porn company. Literally, you just need a DSLR. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like you'd need a company, you'd like an LLC. And what if you just wanted to do an amateur? Not that I'm thinking about this, but but even if I were, all you need is a camera and a dream. Yeah, and invite people over, mm-hmm. and an OnlyFans.com account. Oh, exactly. That's, that's, that's the what new a lot thing of everyone's are doing. doing it now. So what is that? OnlyFans started out as an opportunity for YouTube people to just like do smaller it was sort content of like stuff. Patreon. Yeah, with just now, for a video, but now it's straight up just porn. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess is like one of the few ways now that people who are Get in doing money, sex work, yeah, in sex work, given everything that's going on right now in our country, yeah. With these new rules that are being just passed, now, just just, just being enacted mm. in in the House and mm-hmm. in the Senate, um, Cessna or whatever. Yeah, like, there's there's two versions of the bill. Like, Y'all didn't know. Yeah, so it's 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 the the intent is to stop online sex trafficking. So it sounds like a good thing. It sounds like a really great like yeah, online sex trafficking. I think we can all agree is not a good thing. Right, but the provisions that they're putting into place are going to bring about censorship mm-hmm. and also take away Safe spaces, spaces. Yeah. for people who perform sex work who are consenting adults who are going into it um setting knowing their worth setting their prices and doing it in a way that is safe and equitable fair and transparent now it's all of that's going away and it's all related to Cessna or whatever. It's all related to this um, legislation that's trying to be passed in Mm -hmm. in Congress. I I saw a headline where they were like, they snuck it into something else, right? Was that the thing? Uh, That I don't know. Okay. But but I know that it was just, one of the versions of the bill was just passed. Uh, And so with any bill, there's the House version and the Senate version, and then one of them passes, and then they have to sort of reconcile the differences between the two before they actually pass the whole thing again, and then they have to be sent to the president to get signed or vetoed. So it's going to be a very dangerous place for people who do sex work. So if you're out there and that is something that you do, um, 
Stay safe. Stay, stay safe. safe, girl. Yes. Well, let's talk about how what we've been doing for yeah. the month it, of yes. March. It has been because that'll double month. as like our how are you doing? Because child, we're in self care mode. I think. <laughs> yeah, and like our li- our lives are so interwoven with one another. It is. They yeah. are. It's really wonderful. Why don't you kick it off, Zach? Oh me? Yeah. Just Come through kickoff. Um can you do it? Can you handle yeah. it? Yeah. Uh last night I hosted the um the drag race premiere at my employer. Uh, we had we had a we had a party for it and there was about like like three or four hundred people. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, it was really big. That's awesome. Um do you play it like in a like on screen, like big screen? Yeah, we somewhere? had it we Were had it anime? on Yeah. Yeah, wow. I, I hosted it in drag, and we had uh, we brought in a couple other entertainers, um, um, and then we watched it, and I hosted it. We did trivia, we did some games, we did some performances, um, and then last weekend I did Aaliyah Martinez's uh, mm-hmm. fundraiser mm-hmm. Sunday, Sunday Funday Sunday at Sunday therapy. Funday. Which thank you all for coming. I know that you came for Aaliyah, but thank you all for for coming to to I came support for Aaliyah me. too. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Fuck my drag. I, mean, I came for you as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, came, great. I came for everybody, but I really came for the children, literally, because oh, I believe that children are the future. All oh, wow. of the money that's raised through Sunday Funday with William Martinez. Straight to the children. Goes straight yes. to our youth diversity mm-hmm. scholarship, which is helping mm-hmm. young LGBT plus students who are in high school yes, who ma'am. want to go to college, giving them a scholarship. And I think that that's great work. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah is uh, a very talented drag queen. Yes. She is also in our PAO, and um, she is she is a person of color. Mm-hmm. She's uh, Mexican American, mm-hmm. amazing person. Hopefully, we can get her on the podcast one day. Uh, I was working with her a mm-hmm. week and a half ago, or a week ago, maybe two weeks. I can't even keep. It was last straight. week. It was last week. It feels like an eternity ago. It's been it does, years. but because um, that's how time is moving. But at any rate, I was helping her mm-hmm. last week. Um, in Asbury Park, New Jersey, she competed mm. for the Miss mm-hmm. Gay New Jersey United States, and she snatched that crown, honey. So she yeah. is the current reigning Miss current Gay, current fucking reigning. And you know, Carlos, I have to say, um, thank you for taking my update and making it about you. Oh, I but love if it. you do, you have a. I like, the, I like the organic nature. It was. <laughs> we were just talking. Just you can keep going. No, and, were you finished? I, apparently now. Well, I, like you know, all of our updates are too interwoven. Yeah, because like, we all separate. did. Certain we're like we're while, like a quilt. While you were in Asbury Park, New Jersey, right? Uh, the three getting my Jewish. This was some sex in the oh. shitty shit, right? While Carlos was in Asbury Park, Hello. across town, JoJo said, "I couldn't help but wonder, <laughs> <laughs> what is it like to perform in front of nineteen thousand people?" Well, we know. and we found out. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Here, raise your hand. Oh, that's shady. Oh, Carlos, oh. <laughs> Carlos made Carlos made I'm not an mad active at you. I'm mad at the dirt. to work for the kids. support a friend for support. But the we children. were working for kids too, though, because we were. there were hella kids there were a hell of kids at the Jimmy Lovato concert. concert. Mm-hmm. So uh, our PAO is asked to perform with Demi Lovato at her Barclays Center concert on Friday, and to say. That it was an intense experience is the understatement of the century. Because, like, I, like, I've grown up singing in front of thousands of people because of the church that I went to, right? Mm-hmm. A mega church. A mega church. And so you would think those kinds of experience would prepare you for mm. singing in front of a stadium full of people. Right. But there, I, I can't imagine anything mm. that can get you ready 
to perform in what literally looks like a sea of people. Like 19,000 people, people yeah. is a shit ton of people. Cannons to the left of him. Cannons, Cannons to, to the, the right. right of them. It was a lot. And I also grew up singing, well, not grew up, but um, recently, like, in my adult life, mm-hmm. sang in front of a mega church, 4,000 people. But, right. bitch, there's a difference between 4,000 and 19,000. 19. Oh, and my God. For some reason, like, and I'm so used to doing 15, gigs with the PAO more. now that, like, they're like, oh, we're singing with Sia. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fun. And it's like, it wasn't so much that for me it was Demi Lovato because mm-hmm. we've done Sia, we've done Julia Michaels, we've done TV. Those are all, well, like, small audiences. Wait, let's audiences. clarify one thing. You've done... <laughs> You were there too. Well, the organization Where was I? does. You were, you were on the TV you. show. You were on the TV show. Oh one. yeah. Uh, so uh, we're so used to performing like either gigs or whatever. But to be honest, I knew like okay, Demi Lovato. We were walking through the back halls. We saw her tour bus. We saw her private limo. It still wasn't hitting me. We heard nineteen thousand people screaming. Mm-hmm. Still didn't hit me. As soon as we're talk that talk, baby, running yep. out there, we ran through all that. But it wasn't until we came through that curtain and the light shined on from behind us all to those people. all those faces. And I was like, mm-hmm. holy fuck. Holy shit. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. And we were not even the main event, but we were on that stage. And there are people like grabbing at our us. feet. Not all of us. Okay, Zach. Do you have something that you want to talk about? No, it's okay. Well, Zach, Zach was in, a, in, in one of the groups of people that was off to the side, unfortunately. The B squad. I, I understand. literally in, in the hallway around back. <laughs> By the Chelsea Papaya, and none for Gretchen Wieners. And none, well, no, I well, that's how I saw Tyrone. He works there. I, you know, it, it turned out to be really funny because I had um, a, my best friend from high school was in the audience. Oh, that's fun! And we used to be in. We used to do the high school plays together, and now she's she's a lawyer and she's doing real big things. And uh, it's just it's really cool to sort of just like at this moment where the both of us are. 30 now to sort of like connect in that in that way that the universe just sort of like brings you together mm-hmm. and and you get to you just sort of get to reconnect with someone that way um but it was awesome it was quite an experience but that only accounts for one weekend that we've been gone and we still have Hello. three more to talk about oh, but so funny story though just so so backstage there's this mural you you, you both saw the mural oh, it's like yes. Jay-Z Beyonce. is on it and John Cena mm-hmm. is on it so I'm like you know I'm touching all of them mm-hmm. just to be like I know you I know you yes bless me bless me and then Beyonce is on the wall and, and I threw is. myself at the wall were like, if I could just touch the hem <laughs> of her garment <laughs> it was like that scene in Chewing Gum where instead of touching Jesus, oh, she right. touches the, the, the portrait of Beyonce. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm not familiar with her. Is she a singer or something? Who, chewing though? Oh, Beyonce. <laughs> Bye. So, um, also in our Clearly past, a Michelle Stan over here. <laughs> so, Kelly Rowland. Uh, all day. And Calendria. Yes. baby. Normally, we, normally we don't talk about the track. PAO, uh, but there, I think since we've been absent, one of the major things that we did was a full three- concert weekend mm-hmm. which is i guess that was the beginning of us not doing episodes this month because we are uh gearing up for that plus and the instead of talking retreat. about plus, the weekend, retreat before. plus mm-hmm. the weekend retreat before and instead of talking mm-hmm. about the actual event i thought it would be neat if as you know because we are we're becoming i, I don't want to sound big-headed but you were recognized in public yesterday carlos i was I so was. we're becoming kind of like you know something to us uh, role models for some people and the things that we can talk about. Four. 
The things that we can talk about, 160 every time we release an episode, oh. and we have an audience. Thank you. Oh, um, so mad right let now. Let them know. The, the recidery. I mean, I, I, sent a, I sent the graphic to the group chat. We haven't done a you single episode. You have the episode. receipt. We haven't done a single episode all month, and we still have spikes every Monday for people checking, and it's like 100 oh. people every week. So, And also, Chris Hardwick says, even if you have an audience of just 100, uh, you, you speak to them. And I'm saying, anyway... That we do have people that watch, and not everybody gets to do concerts, and not everybody gets to perform with Demi Lovato, or not everybody gets to be a part of something. So mm. I thought it would be cool if we talked about like the artistic process of gearing up for something, because mm. all of us uh-huh. did different things. Like we've all been performing. Joe 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 yeah. was a soloist. You were a drag queen. I was and a soloist. singer. Um, I you were there. I was not even really there. You were sort of in the room. I did people's makeup, and but, but it's a fun thing. And it's fun well. To I be mean, a part you all, it. you, the both of you were the most important part of the show because you did the entire show as part of the group yeah. that people come to see. Right. So you're the linchpin. You're the backbone. Hello. Mm. It's important to practice self care during this time. Yes. Because um, mm-hmm. it was really like in pa- in the past with the PAO around this particular time. I know that uh, my spirit can be like really wavery and like snippy and like. Mm. But after five years of this shit, I've been like, okay. I know when it's time right. to pull back yep. and disconnect mm. and focus on the art yep. and focus on the performance yeah. of it all. Yeah, I think because I've been in, out of all of us, I've been with the organization the longest. So I've been doing it six, almost seven years. And mm. the last four years, I want to say, I've been doing it as a drag performer. And so um, especially getting into drag and doing all like it and you Zach, no, mm-hmm. as someone else who performs in drag quite a bit, and Joji, you've experienced some of this as well. Mm-hmm. It's so much work, yeah. and mm-hmm. it is such it is so taxing on your body. Mm-hmm. Like nothing about drag is comfortable, whether it's shaving for the third day in a row and your skin feels so raw, like you're gonna like cut it all open when mm-hmm. you try to take the razor across your face, mm. um, or you know, strapping yourself into a corset or a cincher, or wearing all. I mean, even just like. Mm. wearing earrings and putting on the fake lashes like when you take those off when i take those off it's like this relief that i feel almost instantly oh Um, yeah and so knowing knowing myself and i think that's what really resonated with me when you said it jonathan was like knowing myself and knowing how my body reacts to things how my spirit reacts to things like i become very important it's become almost sacred for me to make sure that i'm taking a step away when I need to or like listening to some music when I need Mm. to or like doing something completely different that's not whatever we're focusing on right now because that's going to feed me in a very specific way so that I can come back to whatever I need to do and bring my full self to it. And that's been your approach to life lately, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. You were talking about that in the other room. Yeah, so the the mantra these days is everything in my life, whether it's a person, an organization, a job, a relationship, whatever, it's either giving me energy and like raising my vibration mm. or it is taking energy away mm-hmm. and lowering my vibration. And I am not in a state right now where I can afford to have many or any things that are taking away. Negative yeah. energy. Um, and it's not even necessarily negative. It's just not in alignment with me anymore. Like in that, that's a very... Uh, fine distinction to make between negative and just it's just not the same vibration anymore for whatever reason it doesn't mean that one person's right or one person's wrong it just means it's different mm-hmm. 
And I need to recognize that. So I've been doing a much mm. better job recently of taking action after making that assessment. Come on, right. Super Soul Sunday. You know, yes, I'm just trying to have a life powerful. class. That's powerful. <laughs> mm. um, it, it, this, the process leading it up to this concert has been really interesting for me because the solo that I had the privilege of singing for oh this my show. God. With Rocked It. Mm. Thank you. It was um, the high point of the entire performance. Oh, thank you. I, I can imagine that. the yeah. energy you spent. I'm sorry. Well, mm. like, well, it's that's that's the thing. Cause so the the song was uh, This Is Me from The Greatest Entertainer. Showman. 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 Oh. Right. <laughs> I haven't actually seen the movie. No that's, credibility. That's no credibility. <laughs> that's the gag. I haven't seen this movie. I've just heard the song. And like the song is is phenomenal. And I like when you're given a solo like that, and you don't like usually solos for for our concerts mm-hmm. are small. They're not big full song solos. Right. And but this was a full song solo. And it's a huge song. It's a difficult song. The way the group was choreographed was a huge moment. Mm. Standing yeah. ovations every Standing single night. Standing ovations. Yeah. People yep. crying. They just overcome yep. with every the emotion. Yeah. And it Powerful. was it was super. It was, it was such an honor and a privilege to have that opportunity to yeah. sing and to to lead that moment. And just like for me, I had to think about taking care of myself and making sure that I was psychologically ready to do that because so like I was actually cast to be in the drag team mm-hmm. and I was supposed to be in in drag for the number before mm-hmm. that song. And I've sort oh. of created, and you all know this, like I have this this very hard line about singing in drag. Like I won't do it. I didn't know that. Yeah. I knew that. Y'all didn't know? What's the stipulation there? What's the explanation so, there? Chai doesn't sing. Well, well, yeah, oh, right, Chai, right. She Chai can't sing. Part of her backstory. But like it, it, but that's part of my, my dividing line about singing in drag. I, it's taken me so long to be comfortable in my own skin as a singer and as mm. an entertainer. And I found so much freedom in being myself on stage and just bringing myself to the people that I feel like in drag, I'm in a character. And I have to think about acting in those Mm -hmm. moments. And I don't, part of the reason I don't do musical theater anymore is because I realized, like, acting as characters makes me uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. So Hmm. um, Hmm. I, I asked to be... Removed from the drag team for that song mm. because, like that girl in Hamilton, I have I, I I don't know. Well, because no video footage of that performance exists, none. I not whatsoever. Not even a, sn- a smidgen. Not none of it. Well, actually, it does. By uh, people in the audience posted it. Mm. That's true. People in the audience posted it, but they because, broke the rules because we're not endorsing piracy. I want to explain for the listeners, because this was a very powerful moment. I can't overstate how, like, every time I see the YouTube video, and I'm not a crier, but, like, something hits me every single time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So imagine it. Three weeks ago. <laughs> so the the song, so we kind of, I, what's the word, appropriate or co-opted this song? Because The Greatest Showman is about uh, Barnum, right? The The circus man that made mm-hmm. the circus. And uh, the song This Is Me, it's talking about, like, broken parts and, like, people that are rejected and all this. And so it's about the circus people. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you can add whatever you want to that. But our organization actually took that mm-hmm. and applied it to the queer community. Retextualized mm-hmm. we it. We tex- contextualized it perfectly for—and mm-hmm. and in the—so it's a song, but, like, at a certain part, we have some imagery. And it was having these really 
was the is the word butch or like rednecky because they were all in like it was just supposed to be like straight people straight people homophobes and it was haters haters they were haters and they had signs like saying like God hates fags and yeah. like AIDS is God's gift to fags and all this stuff like the the which West, was, which was held up like odd like crazily enough by someone in the organization who is openly HIV positive yeah, yeah. and has been for years he told me like the first time he saw that sign and knew he had to hold it he like went through all of no, the yeah all of them like when we were at retreat which we'll get to like all of them were like going through it when mm. I got backstage I was like oh my goodness it was so like it's super powerful and. I'm just painting the picture because yeah. no video footage exists of this. None. Um, and I and then like I don't know. I just thinking about it is really great. And then it gets to the part where they leave, but the sign is left behind. Then JoJo picks it up and then curbs or uh, what's the word? Well, no, Breaks no, it hit, in half. Uh, hits a high note. Hits a high note. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like this amazing well, third, run. Third night it was shattering the sign. <laughs> and then one night it was like. Well, at I'll, least on that third night, it made a lot of noise. It, it made a like really loud crunchy. noise. <laughs> yeah. It's on like, the video. Ooh. That doesn't exist. Not at all. <laughs> Not a smidgen. Not at all. Not one megabit. But I, I have to say, so so this morning, you and I got to sing at uh, Uncommon Yet another Preparatory High School. And I have to say, this morning's performance of that song, singing that solo, was my favorite. <laughs> of this of, whole season. Of this whole season. Giving it to the children. Because because I was it singing was... it for these young people mm-hmm. at in high school in Canarsie, and most of those mm-hmm. kids come from black families, specifically Caribbean, Caribbean. families. Yeah. So their families are from from Jamaica, the West Indies. Like, it's like for for any of those young people who happen to be queer, it is rough. Yeah. Yeah. And um and even for the ones that aren't, like it's not easy going to high school in Canarsie. No, they, they did a pass the mic thing where the kids had submitted questions before, and I forgot what I was responding to, but I think they asked something about your background. That was later on. I answered a lot of questions, but um, I felt like a mic hog. But I just remembered talking about, you know, being black uh, and knowing that our culture is entwined in the church. And, like, they were just all snapping. Yep. They were, like, they agreed vehemently mm-hmm. with that. And I was just, like, I'm so glad that we're here to speak mm-hmm. something into your life that you understand. And the funny thing is, even though it was a high school and we knew that some people wouldn't be here for it, like, they were just there to be there. They were so receptive. I, I, I felt like they were super receptive to that. And yeah. It was just, it felt good to, like, be doing the work that we say we want to do, like, with this podcast to uplift POC and QPOC mm. communities to actually be boots on the ground. At an event. That's and so, exactly how it felt. Thank you to Mr. Scoble for setting mm-hmm. that up. Come through, um, Ginger. Yes. Who's a fabulous drag queen? Fabulous. Yes. yes. My, my sister. How do I get to be part of the House of Merengue? <laughs> well, first you got to say it the right way. That's a long-running joke. That's a long-running joke that I have always called mm-hmm. it by accident. Mm-hmm. One of the things, Carlos, you spoke about a while ago was, uh, you know, that choice that you had made in your life about not necessarily negativity, but like just keeping the energy good. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm, I have also made a recent uh, decision that it, you don't specify. I specify like I'm going to choose positivity. Mm-hmm. Right. Like and it's like I kind of grapple with the idea. And Jojo and I were talking about this. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we could definitely talk about. We've talked about Oprah in the past. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about playing the game in the industry in the past. Yep. And I feel like right now, I choose positivity and I am extra positive on like comments on Facebook and what I choose to say on Facebook and how I respond to people in real life. And it's like, 
Bitch, I know I'm being fake as hell. Fake as hell. Fake as Donald Trump's wig. <laughs> but like... <laughs> Not Mango Mussolini. But, but the, <laughs> ah! Have you been ah! sitting on that all month? Oh, no. She's been From waiting. Month. <laughs> ah! And everyone is welcome. Thank I know you missed you. it. Damn I know it. you missed Thank it. Thank you. Shit. But, but the thing well is, who I was well talking played. to. Some, oh, it's someone in our PAO that is a dancer. Uh, shout out. Oh, and a listener of the podcast. Shout out to you, Simon. But, Simon and I went out to dinner and uh, I laid this out. I was like, you know, you probably have noticed that like on social media, I'm, I've turned over a new leaf, blah, blah, blah. Fake as hell. But it's fake. And like, I don't know, it's petty and like I'm getting like recognition and blah, 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 blah. And it's you like. You raised $40,000. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not talking about it. For real, we're not talking about that. Okay. Um. And so, you know, he kind of uh, justified it as saying, like, A, yeah, it's playing the game, but B, you know, it's not necessarily fake because there is a good person in there. Like, you're just choosing the uh, the more positive responses. And the only conflict that I might have with that then is, like, am I ignoring the things that we've been fighting for all this time? Or is it just a different way of going about it? Yeah, like, that's what I would say. You're using a different mm -hmm. tactic. Uh, Which is a tactic that everybody else uses, and we right. ask the question like, "Well, how long is Oprah going to play the game?" Right? Like, she's a master chess player. She mm -hmm. she knows the moves that she makes. She knows who the right people are for her to vent to, and you know she's she's been doing this a long time. And I mm -hmm. feel like, as, especially as a black woman in the entertainment industry, your your poker face has to be damn fucking good. And mm -hmm. essentially, the first woman in her industry, right. of color right. or a black woman. In our industry, so I, I would say that, and I also, I, it's probably not. I don't, I don't know if I want to call it fake on your behalf because you are actually a rather positive person, and you do try to keep your try to keep things on the the brighter side of the conversation as much as you can. It, but like you know, what was that? Huh? When was this? Girl, stop. Gaslighting. That's the thing. Oh, wow. It's where you're trying. To, I was convinced that maybe I was a negative person, but actually I've been nice the whole time. Mm. And then I, this well, okay. chain. Listen, Zach, you're trying it this whole month when you were she turning out my Google Home the at the party oh. and then I going after tired. Carlos all last week. Hello. So what I, what I would say, Jonathan, is that you'll probably find that it's also going to change it's probably going to cause shifts in your thinking. Yes. Because sometimes what happens is that you need to deliberately um, do something in order to get your the changes in your brain to match up. Mm -hmm. So, mm. like, it's like it's sort of like this power of positive thinking mm -hmm. sort of idea. The where secrets, the magic. It, sort of. Ooh. Where in order for you to, to sort of change your perspective on seeing everything as sort of like rainy and dreary and gray mm -hmm. all the time you shift your perspective and the only way you can really do that is by actively making the choice in that moment to see it another way but that's actively neglecting the things that we've been fighting for people dying in the streets literally black lives matter all of that like part of me is like you can't relent when things happen just like this man getting shot in his backyard mm -hmm. 20 times and like the fact that I've decided to interact with other posts and like be super positive and make people feel good on their posts, ain't nobody talking about this man that was shot dead in his yard. And the only people that will be talking about it are the people that look like us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't want to be a part of the bubble that doesn't know about this latest shooting. Well, I, I sure did share it and people shared Same. it, shared it for me. But mm -hmm. so it's like, it's, 
it's not necessarily that you're choosing not to be a part of those conversations. You're just, you're choosing how you communicate what you feel mm-hmm. about those, those situations. And I understand your, your passion and your, your zeal for justice and how you communicate that is, is just, it's all about tactics. So that's the game that we have to play, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, there, and this is, this is the crux of the struggle here. Because I'm tired of being called angry and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I'm working to create an image that doesn't have that. But I respect the people that are like that, especially on the internet. Um, you know, but... I look at it, I take a step back, and I'm like, and everybody's going to look at the, the, this part of those loud people as just angry black people all the time. I've got to be more strategic in mm-hmm. how I do it, but I don't want to be a sellout, and I don't want to be perceived by others as a— and maybe people don't even pay well, attention to me that much, but I have my own conscience. You can't control that. You, you can't control whether or not people see you as a sellout. There, like, there's nothing mm-hmm. you can do to control how other people perceive you— um, past a certain point you know like you you do all the work that you can to to remain positive and to to um what's the word i'm looking for you 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 do the work you can to remain positive and to keep the conversation moving in a proactive way but somewhere someone down someone down the line is going to think you're full of shit yeah like whether whether you're communicating angrily whether you're communicating let's all be friends happiness and sunshine and hippies and rainbows Someone's going to think you're full of shit. Someone's not going to like you just based on principle. Yeah. Just because, you know, you've got a beard or because you mm. wear Payless shoes, which you don't. But, but also, I wear Payless shoes. Carlos told me that my size was 12 in drag shoes. In drag shoes. You got some Star the, Jones collection. I got from, the, the, go to the Payless. From Payless. The golden glittery flats. The shoe source. And then I got the black heels. You know who Praise else makes really good plus size shoes? Christian Siriano. Oh, Torrid. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. But to circle back really quickly um, to what JoJo was saying, um, and it just echoed for me because one of the things that I've done recently in our PAO, so, and I've talked a little bit about this, I'm the section representative for the section that we are in, uh, or that I am in, everybody that's not Zachary Zach. is in. <laughs> fuck my voice type. Fuck your voice type. <laughs> um, and I've been doing that now for two years, and for this show that's going to be coming up in May that we started rehearsals for in March. I chose to step down. It's over. It's, it's over. Canceled. It's canceled. canceled. And so I am no longer uh, that section representative, which I, I'm i very happy about. But it, it is bittersweet. Like, there is something very nice about being in the role and, and mm-hmm. being able to lead a section. Uh, but there's somebody... Actually, well, it's it's Michael. It's uh, it's Aaliyah know? Martinez. Full circle. Yeah. We've come full collusion. circle. Russian <laughs> collusion. Uh, and... One of the one of the, one of the things that I did was last week when when he w- was officially sort of taking over my duties, I gave him some I gave him some files that were going to help him be successful at his screenshots at his new job, and then I gave him some advice and one and I gave him oh, like that a bulleted, advice was good hello and I gave him a bulleted list of of advice of things that I have learned over my time within that role, and it it echoed back to one of the things that you were saying like. People are going to have opinions about every single thing that you do in this organization. And that's just part of being in this role. I said, most of those opinions are not important. You need to figure out whose opinions are important and use that as your North Star. 
Um, so that, that would be my piece of advice that I would give to you as well, Jonathan, like Mm -hmm. no matter where you're at, like everyone's going to have an opinion, but whose opinions are the ones that you need to be paying attention to and what, whose opinions matter to you and worry about those people. Cause you're not going to make everybody happy all the time. Cause like, I would even use your, like the, the, how you had alt-right folks find one of your videos Mm -hmm. and try to tear you down. Oh God, did they ever. And so in that particular situation, like you're never going to be able to please any of them. Oh no, people, and I learned from that right? situation what we're going to be talking about at PAX East in April. Like when it gets to we're a talking certain, about to PAX East in April. When it gets to a certain level of like Could've craziness, fucking, then uh, I mean we're to gonna action. talk about it. Could have had minute. the call to action right there. But I'm in the middle of saying Go something. Uh huh. Um, and now you don't ruin my train of thought. See. See, it was now, about for me. how you in what you, how you invest your energy. <laughs> oh right, so I learned <laughs> I learned that when people like Zach are like about doing all this, uh, you don't pay them bitches no mind. Hello, hello, bitches. pay but, them bitches no mind. So what I would say, Jonathan, and, and this is also some, like some of the reading that I've been doing as I'm preparing to do my own YouTube vlogging. Mm-hmm. It's like you want to invest your time and energy in the people. And this also echoes what Carlos has been saying on the people who are giving you life, mm-hmm. right? And and you know you give those people their life back, you know. Right. And and when you have detractors and you've got haters, you just you pay none of those hoes anybody no mind none whatsoever because they they don't deserve your good energy if they're coming at you to give you nastiness to tear you down. You don't need to give them a single lick of your time, and that's fine. That's a very good lesson that I learned doing YouTube for almost 10 years. On April 4th, it'll be. But I'm specifically thinking of circles of people that I see face-to-face and having to fake it with them and knowing that they're the people that need to hear the messages that I'm saying before. But, you know, it's— Jonathan, I don't necessarily think that you, you have been fake in the last few weeks in terms of like your online presence because if you really look at it all of the posts that you've done especially in certain posts that were mobilizing people for events let's say mm-hmm. um all of the things you were saying and all of your bullet points in that statement of how to how to fundraise and how to drive ad sales and marketing all of your points were correct as per usual because it's something that you've done in the past and you know how to do it was just you tried a different, you know, um, communication method. Sure. And I'm getting uncomfortable talking about me, like about you. Like, okay, okay. So they can talk about you and they no, can talk they... about you. But when I'm trying to celebrate you, it's an issue. <laughs> when I'm trying to celebrate Jonathan, I'm trying to get to my home. point. Anyway. No, but listen, you we we do group therapy on this on this Hello? podcast, okay. and you did are, great, Jonathan. The first episode of this podcast, you did great. You know, one one week it'll be Zach's turn. One week yes. it'll be Carlos's turn. One week it'll be my turn. Give it up, fan favorite, and, Jonathan Gibbs. Fan favorite, work miscongeniality. Okay, well that was that. Well, thank you all for those kind and very truthful. Fuck my self help moment. Look, <laughs> look at Harlow's Not outfit. Uh-huh. And I thought I'd never be saying this. Uh-huh. 
I mean, what I just said. But like, I'm I'm watching it, and like, it's season ten just started on Thursday. Yes. So first and foremost, let's just get one thing out of the way. Shangela was robbed. robbed. Hello. Oh, All Stars Three. All Stars? Okay. Flat All out. Stars Three was a sham. Thorgy it was a, was a lie. It was a scam. Thorgy was the only yep. queen with any sense. Only queen through, bearing the sword of truth. Came through at the last only minute. One. The with a redemption. Valor. I yep. could not believe it. She was like, I know what's wrong and what's right. Because all those other queens wanted to be like, well, I just decided to because Kennedy really needed a chance. Kennedy is great. She's one of my favorite drag queens of all time. But flat out, bottom line, cut and dry, she should not have been in that top two. No. BB should not have been in that top four. It should have been Ben and Shangela up there well, lip syncing. Ben took herself out. So Correct. So then it should have been Shangela and Trixie. I agree. I agree. That mm-hmm. should have been the top two. I like Shangela. Shandra. And I don't know about any of these people. Aja I've has no pictures. credibility. And that Morgan has no ju- credibility. I just saw Shangela. You just last went to night. the FIT, the FIT pageant. F- yes, the FIT drag pageant, their 12th annual. And it was hosted by Shangela. Shangela there you go. And I, I opened the thing and I saw Shangela and I was like, this is Beyonce. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She knows she, what she's she doing. will live for that comment. She's yeah. she will beautiful. Live for she, I, I, I love She's come Shandra. a long way, baby, she from has, season like, two. Yeah. I sensed a little shade. I, no, no, she no, did. She'll admit it. She'll too. tell you. She had a she had a fucking beard the the first season. Yeah, she came in full when on she five walked o'clock. into the workroom. That was amazing. on season two. She literally had like chapstick and mascara on. Yeah, and looked well, like a you know, fool. I, I love Shangela's story because she started as a kid with a dream, and mm-hmm. now she is fully accomplished. She is probably mm-hmm. one of the most successful queens. Yeah, Shangela lives with yeah. Jennifer Lewis, right? Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. Gen- uh, Shangela is or was Jennifer Lewis's personal assistant, and they're basically still two halves of and the like same lived person. in her in her guest house. Yes. Well, because if you listen yes. to Jennifer Lewis's book or read it, Jennifer Lewis's J- Jennifer Lewis mentions, and I thought this was Shangela about like sh- how she'll take on people, but like there was this one, and it was a little boy, and who she DJ. Was like, and she was like asking the boy, like, "What are you saving all that money for?" And she was like, "And whoever it was was like, I'm saving up money to buy a carpet for my grandma." Oh and yeah. So like, I don't know if that was Shangela. That was I, oh, yeah. okay. So, and I've watched a recent interview when she was touring for her book, and Shangela was, um, or whatever Shangela's name DJ. is, DJ, DJ uh, was hosting the event, and so I was like, "Oh, that's Shangela." And mm-hmm. so like, ever since then. I've come to realize, you know, this is my coming to Jesus moment or coming to Rue moment, that it's not necessarily about, it's not necessarily about, you know, the problematic nature of RuPaul's Drag Race as much as it is rooting for the people that look like us in that competition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Rue is the person of color. But I still think that there are people that get away and Rue doesn't police. And when Adrian from uh, Justin and Adrian were on here, you know, I still think as an icon, there could be more policing, or like not police, but like telling people like no more responsibility. This is not how that's yes. done. Like pay respect to your elders. Blah 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 blah. But I like the show, and I started at season yeah. ten. But y'all are talking about AS three. Well, so. lo, lo no, and I behold, think we're done with yeah. AS three. I think behold, the world is, is done. done with AS3. It's going to be an incredible season now. It is wonderful. We have incredible cast. New York team Monet. Oh, oh yes, I am pulling okay. for Monet. Monet exchange. change. You better come I, through. She ain't girl. go in, but the shade, okay. the shady shade. The only one I, I mean, I like a lot of them. Uh, I like Monet because I've seen Monet at pieces twice, and she <laughs> calls our PAO out whenever we used to go there for drinks mm-hmm. after rehearsals. So yeah. she would make fun She's of us friend. in a in a fun way. Mm-hmm. I like. Um, I was going to say Dusty Ray Bottoms, but I don't. Um, <laughs> should I? Have Sorry, Dusty that? Ray. 
Wow. Call her out. No, not in a Fuck. negative way. I'm just saying, like, because I know that they're friends with people. I'm not saying I actively dislike her, but I actually. Like, she could be seeing this live right now. It's fine. And I don't. <laughs> Look, don't turn my words around. Well, I said it. But let me just talk about the people I, said I what said what said. She said. do like. So, Monet Exchange, uh, the the twins. Miss Cracker. Miss Cracker and Aquaria. And Aquaria. Yeah, but Miss Cracker more. Um, the one that looked like Mary J. Blige. Asia. Asia. Asia and then the Gaijin. Yuwa Hamasaki. Um, and then I think. The Chinese Japanese woman. You're right. Uh, and I think that's all. You're I not like. a real woman either. <laughs> when she that said that, I face crack of the she's century. Like, she was like, Japanese? she was like, I thought you were Japanese. Hamasaki, you ain't a real woman either. <laughs> it was a, it was a very died. Zachary Aries like yeah. hard left joke. It it really was good. Thank you. And you're Japanese too, right? Not a not one drop. Oh, Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck my bloodline. <laughs> Fuck my 23 and me. <laughs> that oh. sounds like it could be something else. Yeah, and sounds, I love that. That sounds like a book. Yes. Like Jonathan's new memoir, Choir and Fury. Fuck my Choir. 23 Choir and, and Fury. Fury. <laughs> Thank you. I will take that one. I love it. So is there anybody else that you have your eye on that you really enjoy for Drag Race? Uh, as a new person? As coming a new to person the... coming in. I, I don't know. Do I? I mean, I we talked. So let's, I watched let's, it with JoJo. Let's and... go through the cast list. You ready? Okay. You ready? Sure. So there was Monique Hart, the one that did the card look. I liked her. Should have won. Okay. I don't got... think she should have won. Should have won. She was very. Uh, you heard it here first. She should've was very won. pompous about the fact that she thought she looked like. The she best. knows that she's good, and she did look the best. So did Milk. What is it? So pride calls. Pride comes before the fall. Mm, yes. So we had Monique Hart. We had we had Monet. I love Monet. Ms. Cracker. I like Ms. Cracker. Yua. I like Yua. Uh, we have Dusty. I like New York Dusty. <laughs> Hi, Dusty. <laughs> that that was drawn out. Uh, we've got the Vixen. Look, I don't not like that. I don't want this to become a thing because already the RPDR subreddit has banned has me. Has already destroyed And me. I haven't even been. <laughs> Can't even get on there anymore. <laughs> Can't even log on. So who next? Aquaria uh, The as Vixen. Well. Wait, who are The we girl talking? from Chicago. Oh, I Tubes. mean. Don't like her. Oh, she was the one I'm that came for, in. And I'm rooting like, for everybody black. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for everybody black. Obviously. Except so. the vixen. <laughs> um, the tubes. Yeah. And Tube the girl. We've got Aquaria. Uh, I mean, okay. That's a, a New York one, too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, because that's the one that either Aquaria and Cracker are like, one of them is ripping off the other. They ain't ripping off nobody. They just look alike. Okay. We've got uh, Asia O'Hara. That was Mary the, J. Blige. Texas. Mary J. Blige. I, I like her. Uh, we've got Mayhem Miller. Mayhem Miller. I like Mayhem. She was a lot. I like her. She though. did a She's flip great. in a She's gown. A, in a She's gown. a monster, but in, I in really a like fish her. Fishtail gown. Yeah. Like shit. In a full ball gown. Um. Uh, who else do we got? Who else do we got? Calorie Kardashian. Calorie Kardashian Williams. Mm-hmm. Cameron Michaels. Cameron Michaels. Eureka O'Hara. Eureka O'Hara and. And Vanessa and Vanjie Mateo, aka she rest in peace, huh? Aka Ice Cube and drag. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and it's no, it's no, it's no affront to, to Vanessa because I actually really, really enjoy. Oh, I loved shit her. Out of her. Now like, I really want to put Ice Cube and drag though. Right? Same. <laughs> it's those eyebrows. Yeah, mm-hmm. his eyebrows do like they look like drag queen eyebrows because they arch all the mm-hmm. way in here. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need to cover those eyebrows. No, because they're natural. Um, But yeah, I just, there is a special place in my heart for a banshee girl. 
and Vanessa is yeah. like the epitome of a bitch. I, I enjoyed her entrance because she like walked in and then hit the reverse. <laughs> I love it when a queen does a reverse walk. <laughs> that was kind of fun. So are we going to like, are we going to have a pool or something? Like do we like put money in it and like Oh, I need, well, I need to win. invite you all to this RuPaul's Drag Race Fantasy you play League, the fantasy league? Yes. Same. on Facebook, Same. Um, where everyone puts in like five dollars. I think it is. Oh, I can do five dollars. Five dollars. Trust dollars. we got you five dollars. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a it's super fun. And if you're one top three, I think the top three people who get the most points over the course of the season, then they split the pot. I think it's like you know, 60, 20, 20 or something like that. So it's kind of cool. So who would you, on the subject of, of doing that fantasy league in the pot, I have predicted the winner correctly for the past three years. What are you guys' picks for the winner? Before Wait, I make mine, there's like collusion because, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if we you, can talk you about get to this, watch pre You get to watch a week ahead. Okay, I'm talking about who's going to win the damn show. I want Monet exchange. I want Monet exchange to win. Agreed. Okay. I don't I know who that. is actually going to Who do you to. think is going to win? How about with just like top three versus winner? Okay. No, Zach, Zach wants the full okay. gag. Okay, fine. Zach wants the full gag. Pick a top three, but pick your winner. Okay. Okay. Do both. I like that. Yeah. Who's your top three, Carlos? So I'm putting Monet in okay. the top three because I think she's amazing and she's earned it. I'm putting Eureka in my top three because I think she... Especially coming back now, I have a different energy from yeah. her than yeah. when she came in. Like when she came in she was for on. season nine, she was hot yeah. and loud. Yep. And, and now she's and a little down. annoying. Now she's got a comeback story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and I think but even with all of that, she was very charming and fun and did mm-hmm. well in the episodes that she mm-hmm. was in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think she is she has the ability to be the first plus size winner. So I'm yep. kind of giving her Besides that. Besides Jinx. Jinx became plus size after she left the competition. <laughs> Hi, Jinx. She's also my Facebook friend, so great. Oh. <laughs> um, and who would my top third person be? Ugh. It's a tough call between all the girls because I think there's some really, really strong people. I would probably put Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my top three also. Yeah. That's your top really? three as well? Yes. And who are both of your picks to win then out of those top threes? Oh, this is hard. Um I feel like I feel like it could be Eureka's year. Mm-hmm. I do. I won't be surprised if Mayhem takes the crown home. Mm. I don't know enough about Mayhem. Like these are all new people Mayhem. except for Eureka, right? Right. Yes. But Mayhem, what I will say, Mayhem has been around since two thousand Excuse? Who's that? Oh, it's an update. Mayhem has been Mayhem has been around since two thousand four, two thousand three, and has been trying to get on the show for a long time since season one. She is she's been around the block. She's incredible. She is, and her drag family has been on the show. mm -hmm, All of her family, and she is the last one who hasn't been. And she is Raven's twin sister. Has they started drag on the same no episodes? That family has. They've. That fa- the highest that family has ever got was top two. I don't think Raja is in that family. She came to be best friends with them. Yeah, but I think they just all worked together and came up. Together. Yeah, but Raven was the closest. Top no, two. no, no. Chad Michaels is part of her family, and Chad Michaels won All Stars. But she didn't talk about Chad. No, she's part of that family. Oh, because uh, she is sisters with Morgan, and Morgan is Chad's drag daughter. Oh, yeah. but Raven was top two twice. 
Yeah, and she lost correctly both times. Whoop. Tyra beat her fair and square. Whoop. Okay. I stand for Tyra. I think she's beautiful. I think I my wait. You didn't let Jonathan. Oh yeah, oh. my top three. <laughs> but actually, she didn't even watch All So Sweet, but she's using the hashtag because she knows it from y'all. But um, so actually, yes, I think it's almost the same. Like I can't. I haven't watched. I haven't watched any seasons. So I, whenever I make these kinds of choices, I want to base it on like how mm-hmm. the show, the chemistry has worked before, and like. Uh, you know why does it always have to be about race? But like I'm thinking, like uh, who did who did uh, it was uh, Ke- uh, Monet Monet, mm-hmm. Monet uh, Mary J Blige Asia O'Hara. Hey. Wait, that's who we Asia, all said, right? No, Asia. Mayhem Miller who did the the backflip. No, okay, so that one. Yes, so yes. Mayhem, yes. Mayhem, Monet. Monet, and then like uh, and Mary J Blige, a non-black. Oh, one. a non-black. So and then that's why I'm saying like. The comeback story with Eureka, mm-hmm. because I don't know Dusty Ray Bottoms, I don't know Aquaria, I like, but I feel like they're good and like just being a virgin to this, like, mm. why couldn't they work there with like, what are the things that make you think that they're top three? Because the other, like, what mm. other things can the others do that are gonna make them fail? So the reason I think Monet is a top contender is, I mean, most of that is based on what I've seen her do yeah. already in person. She went and viral with that uh, makeup yeah, uh, on the in Times Square, right? Square. Yes. Uh-huh. So and then like, in Grand, uh, Grand Central, she mm-hmm. did it, another Yeah, she one. did that one, yeah. She knows how to beat the fuck out of her face. She's gorgeous. She she knows how to put together a look. She knows how to craft a look. She's cute out of drag, too. Mm-hmm. Like Adorable. Glasses mm-hmm. and the, yeah. Um, she can lip sync the house down. down and her like her edits whenever she's put together her tracks are hysterical mm-hmm. and they're super smart um and she knows how to dance like she's she's one of those like whole package contenders yeah right and she's a good singer too when yeah. whenever she sings oh, live oh i didn't know that oh yeah she doesn't do a lot of live singing in her shows but i've heard her sing live before and she's really good oh that's awesome she's more of a baritone but okay Oh, what I mean, does that mean? Can that. We can't all be perfect, but it's fine. But like, fuck my okay. vocal fuck your type. voice part. So like, I think so with mayhem. I mean, mayhem just came out teeming with charisma. Yeah, and she's also got a really like, not like it's a fun, exuberant, bubbly mm-hmm. energy. Like you want to get to know that girl. Um, and Eureka, I, Eureka is just a fabulous drag queen. She like she mm-hmm. she's a great entertainer, and I. I love the shift in her energy. I think the injury probably, like, it gave her something mm-hmm. to fight for. Yeah. And so I think drag means something different to her now because mm-hmm. she had to fight to get it back. Um, that that uh, that endears me to her. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with the, the other queens, like, I, I really, really enjoy Ms. Cracker. I mm-hmm. like her a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked her a lot in this challenge. But she's super cerebral. And we just had a cerebral queen win. Right. With Sasha. Um, Aquarius, fine. I like her. Um, I don't get her. She's That's the one little... that looks like David Bowie, right? With the hair? Sort of, yeah. yeah. Um, she like she gives me Brooklyn drag, but she doesn't play bars in Brooklyn. So I don't get it. Well, no, she's, she does some stuff at um, Metropolitan. My top three is Eureka O'Hara. Mm-hmm. No, you, no, you know what? I don't care about the top three. I'm picking Eureka O'Hara to win. Oh. Okay. The other girls, I don't give a shit about them. 
I'm just kidding. No, I if I had to pick a top three, it would it would include Mayhem and it would include um I would say either it would probably be Cracker. Yeah. I I love Monet, but I the I think the thing that's gonna hold Monet back is that the fan base as well as I'll bet you it's gonna come up on that show. They're gonna compare her to Bob. I mean they're gonna compare compare all those queens to somebody. No, they will, but yeah. they're gonna compare it to like Bob. People it was kind are of comparing... foreshadowed with Yua saying uh the black all the black people look alike. A little bit. But they're already comparing Which they don't. the the fan yeah. base is already comparing Dusty to Acid Betty, even though that they they're don't they don't alike. have the same like. yeah. gig. Like it's but yeah. It'll be what it is. I don't know. I think I think that well, also this season needs a winner who is different because each each season you're seeing a winner go in a different direction. Sasha has, has a huge like political and artistic point of view. Bob has a very political but also comedic point of view. Violet went straight into fashion and she walked for Moschino. And then before that, I mean, Bianca is garbage. So it really... Uh, uh, excuse me. Hi, Bianca. Hi, Hi Roy Haylock. How are you? I think she's a racist. And Okay, weren't you the number one one? Like, <laughs> let's not rattle the RPDR fandom because they oh. can dox us and blah, blah, blah. And now we're live. Like, who knows who's watching this? On the podcast. I already said it on my other podcast that I did for Drag Race. Okay. Well. <laughs> I said it there too. I said. You said anyway, what you said. Multiple anyway. times. What you said is bullshit. But I think People that I think that my I think my pick is is Eureka, Eureka to win. I think it's time for a big girl to win. The highest placement that we saw a big girl was Kim Chi for in Ace and Ginger Minge. Oh well, that's when. Oh yeah, I guess so. But she was top three. Yeah, but she wasn't. Top two, and you could tell Kimchi was top two over Naomi. Are you trying to tell me that Flaze Da was top two yeah. over Ginger? I think that she would have won over Ginger. Wow. Yeah, she ain't doing nothing. Okay. In any case, I, I think I think it's gonna be a not New York queen who takes it this time. Yeah, yeah it's, I agree. Had yeah. a lot of New York queens win. Yeah, but I want Monet Exchange. To so win. do I, but I, I think it's gonna be a not New York queen because we've had a lot of New York. But New I think York as we win. as we go through this journey, you. I mean, we are very partial to the girls from New York because we are from New York. But I think as we go through the journey, we're gonna we're gonna fine tune and hone in on like new queens that we don't know anything about. Like Calorie Kardashian and, could be the next Drag Race superstar. And that's one thing she that could. I, I she has a one in what eleven chance now. That which is a lot, which given is, that it's out of fifty thousand drag bigger, queens, bigger chance than mine, which <laughs> is currently zero out of zero. Like so, you could win. And no matter what happens with. With the with the cast of RuPaul's Drag Race season ten, it is such a great adventure and a right. journey. Mm-hmm. And these girls, no matter where they place, even if they're the first one out, they do well. Like it's all about how they choose to Market capitalize right. on their time, exactly. However long or short yeah. it is on the show, exactly. Um, and that's the one thing with Monet that I you know, to kind of like go back to the Monet train. But the one thing I love about her, she is such a businesswoman. She uh-huh. already has. T-shirts and pins that. out that were related to her first episode outfit. Like mm-hmm. I was like, look at her making these coins. Like, yep. and all of their booking fees go up, and yeah. their appearances go up. And so, no matter what happens, it's a it's a shot in the arm for their Instant careers. Celebrity. Um, mm-hmm. and these and these are people, many of whom I know that are very hard workers that have been doing this for a long time. And so, it's great to see that. I mm-hmm. want to choose to see the positivity and all of the. Yeah, we'll talk about pay discrepancy between black queens and white queens another time. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
right, everybody, that was the episode, and we're glad that you came and joined us on this QPOC Life. And so we're just happy that y'all didn't give up on us after all this time. We know, as content creators ourselves, that you have to be consistent and stuff, but sometimes you just got to bear, bear with our... is fickle. You know, what mm. What line is it like? They'll forget you if you... Whatever. But, um... We... <laughs> Poignant. <laughs> I, I'm They'll forget on. you if you whatever. It was never. That's just kind had of like a personification moment. of. Oh, of you, the yeah, of it's beautiful. Yeah, but um, so we thank you for sticking with us. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Is uh, even while we were absent, again, I read the data, and I can see that y'all are checking for us. That we're getting new listenership anywhere. So you know, the word of mouth thing is working. Social media is working. We want to shout out those of you who like Rafi out there who are standing for us. And uh, that, what is his name? Michael? Uh, yes. You know, the, Michael, yes. Michael. Uh, because y'all are doing the Lord's work for us. And then all the people that we know in real life who come up to us and say, we love the podcast. We want to thank you in our PAO who listen. Howard, for, Simon. All Howard, Simon, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, yes, I don't want to leave anybody out. So our patrons, Ryan, thank our you patrons so much. Who are paying the money and we ain't get delivered mm-hmm. nothing this month. And thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus Christ, the Lord. Who makes all things possible. Possible. Through. And all things are new. <laughs> through, her. through her. So, so yeah, just thank you all so much yeah. for, for being a part of this community. In, in this beginning of our journey as, as a podcast and as a crew, an ensemble. Yep. And, uh, you know, the best thing that you can do is to just get out there and... Share send us. Your, yeah, yeah, send your favorite episode to a friend that needs to hear something like this because. Mm-hmm. And this one I was mean, really we good. We all need it. This one was good for all the advice that was given about. That was great advice. Um, so I yeah. like the informalness of this one. It was nice. I, I think we might be adopting a, a look, but um, also be looking out for us. Uh, we're doing our first live. This was yes. a milestone goal that we had decided. Yes. And we're we going to be appearing at PAX East. It. We're going to be on PAX? We're going to be at PAX. And if you don't know what it is, it's uh, the East mm-hmm. version of a uh, video okay. game convention. Uh-huh. Uh, we're doing the panel Queer Gamers Unite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the subtitle, even though we wrote it. Um, Where is it? At PAX, at Arachna Building Theater. Building confidence to take down trolls. In what city? In Boston, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I was going to say Connecticut. And what? And what? When, when are the dates? <laughs> on... April well, 7th. You can go to thiscupoc.life and see the post, or you can go to the Facebook page or the Twitter to figure out all that information. I'll put it up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, slide into my DMs. Let me know if you're going to be in Boston, if you're going to be at PAX, any one of us, um, and we hope to see you there. And if you have any ideas and strategies about how you deal with online bullies or bullies anywhere mm-hmm. else in your life, send them on over, and we just might include them yeah, in the in live the show. Because it's going to be This Cupoc Live. live. Wow, yes. I did not even think about that. <laughs> like, and we have a we have a working script already. That's amazing. So anyway, I'm Jonathan, aka Blazing FMA, everywhere on the internet. He, him, his. You may call me Joe Lee. Drop the E in Joe. That's everywhere on the internet, and my pronouns are they, them, and theirs. I'm Carlos Trefabulo on Instagram and Twitter, and you can call me anything you want, especially herses. I'm Zach, a.k.a. Anime Wrong, and you can use either or. Um, yeah, and this is. And this is. It's <laughs> <laughs> trying to steal my game. This is trash. <laughs> I don't know when it's supposed to trash. stop. My apologies. This is garbage-ry. Uh-huh. Like- garbage-ry. 
No she told me none of the true beauties would come. <laughs> Deny. Can we reenact? And like, wait, what is this? This is uh, so. And this is this Cuba. First things first, I'm a rip. <laughs> bye. Goodbye, goodbye. everyone. We bye lost bye. all subscribers. Bye. Wait. She Wait, said Iggy is in <laughs> Of all of the all rhymes, people. I had Anybody to reappropriate something. Of all the rhymes. Oh. From Donna huh? to Iggy. From Donna to Iggy. No credibility. None whatsoever. whatsoever. It's canceled. Right. Bye, kids. This was fun. Okay. Ooh. My ears are hot. I know, that was... This QPOC Life is recorded at Brooklyn Media Arts in downtown Brooklyn, New York. Pedro Villalta is our producer, and the intro music is by Jolie. Please send inquiries to ask at thiscupoc.life. <laughs>